Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I try to get my best friend caught up with some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I missed all the music. Yes, you did, Rachel. Hey. Hey, another week. Here we go. Another week. Oh, my goodness. And yet there seems like there's so much more to do. I think, like, this is so much fun, though. Oh, agreed. Super fun. Yeah, there's no deadline. There's no nothing like that. We can just continue to learn. The deadline is the end of our lives. (laughs) And I don't think we have time (laughs) for how much music we have to learn. Yeah, it's true. Um, so speaking of the end of our lives, I have, (laughs) okay. I have a weird, uh, segue question for you today. Shoot. Go for it. Um, and I think I know the answer, but I'll just ask it anyway. Do you believe in ghosts? Ooh, I actually do. What? Yes. I don't know if we've said this on the show, but I've seen one. Have we said this on the show? I don't know if we've said this ever. I think I've told you maybe off the air. Okay, well, tell me your ghost story now. So, um, I lived in this little t- farmhouse yes. that was probably like 150 years old. Mm-hmm. And the floors weren't even straight. There was a radiator and whatever would go on. It would sound like someone was in the basement with a some kind of a hammer hitting the pipes. Ooh. It was a really old house. Okay. And so... In this area, they would take um, Native Americans and they would... Um, they being <sighs> historic Americans of years past. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. And Christianize them. Oh, okay. I'm doing air quotes. Right. And um, so... And then murder them? No. So huh. the house, the farmhouse, had three stories and then an, um, a basement. So, um, this Native American little girl, probably about 13 ish, Mm -hmm. um, she was really struggling with the transition or just not wanting to be there. Let's be honest. Um, so the story is she climbed to the third story, would turn on the water and you could hear it throughout the house because this house is 150 years old and then jump out to her death. So, um, my parents were on a trip and, um, of course this all comes out when my parents aren't there. I'm getting goosebumps right now. Can we please change the podcast to creepy ghost stories with Rachel? But but yes. So that evening we get a phone call from 911 saying, Hey, we got a call from you. And I'm like, no, we didn't. We didn't call. Um, wait, how many of you are in the house? Just your siblings? Me, my sister. And then we had this. I think she was in high school, maybe college or whatever. She was at the house, um, kind of hanging out with us, um, okay. kind of deal. And so, and I think we were painting sis- nails. And so it's not like any of us were, Got we it. were not all separated throughout the house. We we're all hanging out together and we we're like, no, that's not us. They're like, we're just making sure there's no emergency. And we know that there's a phone line, phone, um, phone up on the third floor. So anyway, so that night we go to bed, blah, blah, blah. But I always sleep with my door open. And so there's a spiral staircase that goes all the way from the first floor to the second. And to those the are third. awesome and creepy. <sighs> so we're hearing creaks. We're hearing like sounds. House we're noises. hearing noises. And then I feel this coldness. What? And then she goes up and you hear the creaks up the steps. Hmm. Up the steps. You are making this and up. Then, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So then she goes by my door. She takes a pause at my doorway, looks into my... Wait, looks, so you see her? Yes! You see her! And she's wearing... Oh, my gosh. She's, like, glowing or whatever. And so 
she looks at me. What's she wearing? With a, just, um, a, just kind of like a white bathrobe or a white nightgown or was a white she like trans- dress. Like transparent? No, but she, there's fa- like, oh my gosh, I'm closing my eyes and I can totally see. Okay, it's so like, like a stereotypical ah! ghost. Yes. And you were not asleep. No. Okay. And so at this point, she looks at me. With no facial expression. It's not like a smile or smirk. Because those it's are just, creepier. It's just a blank stare to acknowledge that I saw her and she saw me. She turns her head back, continues to walk forward. And so my doorway, I can see as the front goes from the first floor to the second floor. And then goes up from the second floor to the third floor. And then I see her kind of can go. And then I hear the clinking, clinking, clinking of the um, pipes. And then I hear a scream. And then, okay. What? So, okay, okay, okay. This is outrageous. This is outrageous. But, so, my sister and our babysitter. Right, right. We all got the 911 call at, like, 8, 9 o'clock or whatever mm-hmm, night mm-hmm. saying, no, that wasn't us. We go to bed, blah, blah, blah. And the next morning, we were like, did you hear that? The scream, you mean? Did you hear? No, all of it. Did you feel the coldness? We all confirmed. To this day, my parents still don't believe us. But I do. My sister does. Yeah, and our friend babysitter. I totally believe it. I was there. I saw it. It freaks me out, even thinking about it. But yes, I do believe in ghosts. Wow. That is the craziest thing I have ever heard you say. <laughs> really? I don't even know what to do with that right now, but unfortunately, we're running a music podcast. <laughs> Not and a we ghost have, story. <laughs> and we have to end that story. And, but we are going to talk about it more later. I don't understand how the story correlates with this new artist that we're going to do. Honestly, it barely does. Like all of my <laughs> transitional questions, it is so loosely based on nothing. It's just something to talk it's about. It's just friends hanging out. Go ahead. <laughs> and I am flabbergasted. Uh, anyway, let's do the drum roll. And when you hear this artist's name, you'll see why I asked the question. And then I we'll still do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's all do right. this. Let's do this. All right. Drum roll. Here we go. Uh, Regina Spector. What? Well, that's her name. Okay. And a Spector. Like, a Spector. Oh, okay, but I still don't know who that person. Yeah, I know you don't know who she is. (laughs) It's okay. Okay, so I've never heard that name ever. Ever. All right, well, um, this is one of my favorite artists. What? We've known each other forever and I've never heard this name ever. I, this is why I don't know how it's possible because I've been listening to her music, um, for at least 10 years and have several of her albums and put her on every playlist and mix CD. I might've even put a song of hers on a mix CD for your daughter for her birthday. So I find it almost impossible that you have not heard one of these songs. Okay. okay. In fact, like I'm sure that you will recognize one of them from your daughter's like you're five now mix CD that I made. Okay. okay shoot me some um, song titles. Sure. Uh, Fidelity. Pass. Bleeding heart. This is silly. There's no way you know any of these. Pass. Okay. Um, so here's the song that I think I put on mix CD. Okay. It's called Don't Leave Me, and then it has in French, Ne me quitte pas. Oh, that's nice, but pass. Really? Okay. <laughs> mm. uh, she has a song called Laughing With. Mm. No one's laughing. I like laughing with you. Uh, okay. Pass. Okay. Um, she did a cover of Dear Theodosia from Hamilton. You heard that? Oh, I like Broadway musicals. Yeah. Um, pass. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have, this is a pointless game. I will rate for you though, probably a zero. That is not an option. On a scale of one to okay, ten, one. you have to rate your current knowledge of Regina Spector. One, but really a zero because I've never heard the name, never knew she was an art musical artist. Is this I like recognize- this is like the truest one? This is like the truest. Like you have no clue. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. The truest right. one, one. The truest one. So uh, I made a little playlist for you. One uh, hour. I'll, yes. Though I wish it could just be eight hours because I love her music and I want you to hear all of it. But How have I missed this? I don't know. That's what this whole show is about. And oh, she's, yes. I mean, she's not like, you know, Beatles famous, but she is a big name and has been making, has been making music for a long time. So. Okay. Okay. I trust you, Allison. Let's do this. <laughs> so listen to this playlist every day. Come back. We'll talk about it. You will thank me. Mm. And um, we'll see. Oh, no, you will. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, off air, you're going to tell me more ghost stories. <laughs> Rachel, I'll see you in a week. And audience will be back with you in just a moment. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to one of my personal favorites. Yay. Regina Spector. Yay. I had a fun week. Okay. Because honestly, I was a little nervous because this was my first real number one. Pretty close. Where I just didn't know what to expect whatsoever. Right. And so I didn't know anything. So I went into it with open hands and I liked it, but we'll see if I can like it more. Okay. Well, I'm happy that you liked it. And um, I just wanted to start off with what kinds of questions yeah. did you have about her or her music? Is, Is she just- from the West Coast, I'm thinking? No. So she was actually born in Moscow. Huh. And her family immigrated to the U.S. when she was six, something like that. Okay, cool. And so then she grew up in New York. So she is East Coast. East Coast. But um, both of her parents were musical. Cool. Her dad was a violinist. Her mom was a music teacher. She grew up playing the piano. So that's a little bit of her background. Yeah, I can tell with her piano. She is very controlled. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. She's talented. I like that. Right, right. So she actually studied piano at the Manhattan School of Music. Oh, and wow. she also, um, after that, studied composition. So she has the classical training. Yes. Right? Um, she also grew up listening to um, pop, American pop music, which we mm-hmm. talk about a little bit later. But she also has that classical training and then the composition training. So you can see how those things kind of come together. Come together, yeah. Yeah. Um, she does speak Russian Ooh. also. But, um, but yeah, that's a little bit cool that's a little bit about her. Yeah. So she's formally pra- trained in piano, but mm-hmm. is she formally trained in voice? Not to my knowledge, not based on my reading. Oh, okay. Cause she sounds it. She does do some very, um, distinctive vocal yes. techniques and she has like a very interesting range. Yeah. Right. 
Um, she's a very talented singer. Yes. But her foundation is in the piano. Cool. And I think that's one of the re- reasons why I like this week is mm-hmm. I love the instrument of the piano. Mm-hmm. And the way she delivered it was just so... I had the mix, exactly what you were saying, the mix of the classical, mm-hmm. but it was fun. Like, you couldn't help but smile as you listened, or you could hear her smiling as she played. Yeah. So, it was really cool. Okay, cool. So, one of the things that I did notice with her is that I could only hear her. Okay. And I figured she was the one that was playing the piano. Yes. But is there anyone else doing anything else with her? Like, does she have a bass or draw? Well, no. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure she has musicians that work with her, that work with her. But in terms of, you know, the songwriting and the performing, it's all her. It is her. Yeah. Okay. So she doesn't collaborate with anyone. Uh, well, that's not exactly true. Um, you will hardly know any of the names that she's collaborated with. Um, probably the biggest band that she collaborated with early in her career was, um, the Strokes. Never heard of them. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> the biggest name that I know you've heard of that she has collaborated with is other famous pianist, Ben Folds. Oh, yeah. If you recall to our last season when we studied Ben Folds, we had a, a song that was a duet of Ben and Regina Spector. Oh, and yeah. And so yeah. if you go back and look at that one, you'll recognize her now. Oh. And they also collaborated on... Um, the musical Hamilton had <gasps> some covers they did Dear Theodosia together. So if you enjoyed Hamilton, you can go listen to the Ben Folds and Regina Spector cover of that song. I know I'm late to the um, game on this one, but I'm going to go see Hamilton. I think not next week, but the week after that. I'm so I, excited. I am super excited for you because I saw it and it's great. <laughs> I am so excited. Um, my husband actually surprised me with it. And it's kind of hard to surprise me. So... Anywho, back to our music. Um, okay. You mentioned about lyrics and stuff and yes. writing. So that's all her writing. She's not like someone else is writing for her. That's right. She does write her own music, her own lyrics. The instrumental, instrumental part. Yeah. Wow. She Once again, the composition piece, right? Yeah, yeah. So she, um, and she also works um, in one of the interviews that I read about her. She said that she works really hard to ensure that each of her songs has its own style Mm. instead of trying to develop a style as a whole for all of her music. So you'll notice that some of the songs that I put on the playlist seem, obviously they're written by the same person, but seem to have draw from very different um, kinds of music and styles, right? So she um, has a really unique process. Not all of her songs sound the same. They don't. Um, And I, at first, like, the out and open thing is just some of the language. You know, some is um, in French, some is in English. Mm-hmm. You mentioned some was in Russian. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't catch that. Um, but <laughs> It's okay. It was in the song that you didn't enjoy. So oh, you probably yeah, zoned part. out before she started singing in Russian. Yeah, I was probably looking at the <laughs> phone saying, okay, when is this song over? <laughs> That's sad. Anyways, but um, so we can touch on this a little bit more when we're talking about specific songs. Sure. The lyrics. Okay. They were not the easiest one plus one equals two things to follow. Some uh-huh. of them were. Sure. You know, it's fun to hear about it. It rains in Paris. It, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of fun little words and lines and stuff. But seeing it as a collection 
of statements as a whole throughout the whole song, I'm like, okay, what is exactly she's saying here? So you mentioned she has this kind of way. She's really talented. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a few things for me? About her lyrics? Yeah, just how does she... What? <laughs> so I can and I can't. Oh. Um, she does have very unique, descriptive, but you're like, what is this song about? Yeah. Right? Um, and often you can pick up the tone or the concept of what the song is about, but you maybe don't catch everything that's happening in the song. And she does not explain her songs. Even to the, like, social media or like yeah in interviews she, she is definitely based on the interviews i read she is definitely the kind of person who believes that it is what you how you interpret the song oh. right so she might have these experiences that these songs are based on oh. but sh um she's not gonna break down each song for you and tell you mm. what inspired it and blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry to disappoint you. That is disappointing. Yeah. Um, but what makes it fun is that then the song can mean what you want it to mean. And if you enjoy the song or you find happiness in the lyrics or you find whatever in the lyrics, you can bring your own experience to that song. And that, in some ways, makes the music more personal. I think, yes, I see her approach and I understand it. I think the hard part is, is one of the reasons why I liked the Beatles mm -hmm. was that Strawberry Fields song, mm -hmm. where at first when I was listening to it, I was like, what is he talking about a Strawberry Fields? But then you explained to me it was about his son, but it was personal to him of maybe how he was growing up right, with his right. relationship. Strawberry with his... Field, okay, I see what you're saying. Strawberry Fields being a real place yes. near his house where he was growing up. Where You're confusing a few different Beatles stories there. There you go. Okay. Yeah, not surprised. <laughs> um, but the thing is with that, I'm like, I like learning more about him and getting personal where for sure. her, it's like, oh, it's whatever you want it to interpret where I'm like, no, I really want to get to know her as an artist. Uh -huh. And the, I think the hard part for me and my connection with her Mm -hmm. is that I really like love the piano. I love the poppiness, feeling sunshine and smiley when I was listening and seeing her smile. Mm -hmm. But understanding her smile, that was the part where I was kind of missing and then also saying, am I supposed to be smiling at the song? Wait a <laughs> second, I think some of the song is about drugs. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's not like hidden. No, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, but I was like, why am I smiling about drugs? I was born, you know, I went through um, elementary school in the 90s. Drugs are bad. You know, stay in school. Those kind of things. Well, so I can't say really one way or the other how you're going to interpret her decision. If you, When we talk about songs, you know, specifically, we can talk about certain ones and yeah, what I found and uncovered, right, in my research for this show. But in general, it's not, there's not going to be a line by line breakdown. When mm. you Google, what is laughing with about? What is eat about? Right? Mm. What you get is people's interpretations. Uh -huh. Um, and that's okay. If an artist comes out and tells you, no, this is what it is, in some ways it invalidates other people's yeah. interpretations and whatever they're getting out of the song. So who knows? Maybe she's keeping a journal and someday, Posthumously, they'll release a book of the meanings behind all her songs. Yeah. Who knows? But one of the things that I think is true about art is that 
it doesn't it's kind of like explaining the punchline of a joke yeah. sometimes it kind of takes away the joke the joke yeah gotcha so um but you did mention the Beatles which I do want to mention that she draws a lot of um her inspiration from well a big range of pop music but several of the artists inspired her artists we've studied in the past mm. so um the beatles is one nirvana madonna nirvana yeah really yeah david bowie radiohead those are some of the bands that she's listed and plenty of others that we haven't covered but i'll go ahead and tell them for you anyway uh bob dylan Eminem, <laughs> Rufus Wainwright, the uh, Ramones, Tom Waits, and Chopin, right? Yeah. So she's kind of drawing from all these different places, these different kinds of musical sources. I had a dream about David Bowie this week. Really? I did. And? <laughs> it was really cool. Um, it was about how... Th- so th- I don't think the song was on our playlist when we did David Bowie, but um, how... America's After You song. Okay. Do you know, you know what song I'm talking about with by David Bowie? Um, and so anyways, um, the NSA was listening to my phone calls in my <laughs> dreams and David Bowie was singing this song. And then all of a sudden he came into the line and he and I were then taking the phone together and singing the song because apparently I learned the lyrics and that's a big deal. But then I woke up and then I realized David Bowie does not know who I am. Because I am not that important to him. But he did make an, an appearance in my dreams, though. But anyways, well, I'm glad that he not only influenced her, he influenced my dreams, too. Interesting. Uh, did you have any other questions about Regina before we talk about her music? So, one of the things that I really liked about her is that she was descriptive in her lyrics. Mm-hmm. Where... This one specific song of Bleeding Heart, I think, mm-hmm. it just explains, I feel like she's pulling from her childhood, pulling from her family life, pulling from the way she was raised, mm-hmm. maybe raised in a community lifestyle of just where it was just more than one person affecting her, um, influencing her, like maybe just her mom. But it was, right. it was multiple um, facets. And I'm just wondering... Do you have any, like, family history or anything like that? Um, Just a little. So um, I mentioned that she was born in Russia, Mm -hmm. right? And the reason that her family came here was that they are Jewish Mm -hmm. and they were experiencing, um, like, they came as refugees. Yeah. Right? So I would say coming from, like, a persecuted minority and moving to another country as a small child, as a refugee, is a pretty big... Yeah, a, a life event, right? And a specific kind of community that's going to influence the way that you have a perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh, that explains much more about Bleeding Heart yes. and some more of her lyrics. Yes. And then also just the whole um, Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. um, Russia thing where, yes, there are arts. May it be ballet. May it be piano. And you're um, sharing that with the world. Mm-hmm. But also, the, it's a very reserved culture at, all at the same time, where I can see where she's not explaining all her lyrics in every single aspect of her family life or something like that. There so you go. I can I can get that. Okay, getting cool. a little bit more. Cool. I'm glad that that gave you a little window. Yeah. Let's talk about her music. I think we should start 
by talking about the songs mm-hmm. that you didn't like. So I didn't like the live version of that one song. Um, Après moi. Yes. Okay. And I don't know if you know this, but I don't like any live versions. Uh, huh. Have I ever told you that? No, but that's good to know for future playlists. <laughs> so, but that live version has actually a studio version, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. It is on the album Begin to Hope Ooh. and um, does not have the Russian part in the studio version. Not like mm. you noticed. Yeah. I <laughs> know, so <laughs> but um, I do want to mention, since we're talking about live music, mm. that she got her start very young um, she was, you know, writing songs as a teenager. So in her late teens, early twenties, trying to get shows, she would call clubs and be like, Oh, I think I'm booked. I don't remember what day. Can you let me know? And by, by talking with them, figure out when the openings were and basically like book herself. That's <laughs> and, funny. um, she kind of built up a following by doing these live shows at little clubs in New York. And she self published her first albums. Oh, so um, she wasn't signed. She self-published. Right, right. Um, and she is one of the biggest names in indie music. Yeah. Right? Like that is who she is. So now she's um, very, she's popular and accomplished, but without some of the fame kind of problems that oh. maybe bigger, People you know, have. pop artists have. So one of the things that we did talk about before about the lyrics mm-hmm. is um, I noticed in Eat, um, Blue Lips, Laughing With, and Small Bills. Okay, these are all songs you did not like? Did not like. Okay. Um, it was just, I didn't like how she delivered some of the lyrics. Um, are you talking about like her vocalizations, like a specific thing that she was doing? Because those songs are very different from each other. Yeah, so but it was like, for example, how she sang the word eat. So she puts a little, um, you mean like how it kind of repeats? Yeah. So doing that, you know, do you know the um, term glottal stop? <laughs> no. Okay, so a glottal stop is the sound that where you kind of like stop your vocal cords. So say the word um, B-U-T-T-O-N. Button? Yeah. So you don't say button in America. You say button. That uh in uh, between those two sounds is a glottal stop. Oh. So that's what she's doing. And that is a, it's a stylistic choice, mm. right? That she uses a lot. Um, in a few of her different songs. Though I do like the lyrics of Blue Lips. Okay. Um, the whole idea of, the blue, the color of our planet, um, far, far away. I still In the chorus there. Yeah, yeah. I still don't like the song. I just don't like it. Okay. And then um, Laughing With. This song is very interesting. When you look up, we were talking about like meanings of songs. When you yeah. look up, a lot of people want to know what that song It sounds means. depressing. Well, what is it? What about it? Did you not like it just because you interpreted the lyrics to be depressing? Sad? Yes. Okay. Where for me, as I was continuing to listen to her mm-hmm. and hear her play, see her smile on my head. And then all of a sudden in this song, I did not see a smile. I saw right. depression and I was like, huh, I'm not a depressing type of person. Um, and so I just didn't like it. 
I think that that song has a lot of truths in it. Huh. Um, and for me, and I don't, I don't know if, um, you're not a depressing person for me, the song is just recognizing that there is pain in the world. Yeah. And I don't think that that is a thing that an artist should avoid talking about, right? You look at the great works of say Picasso, right? And his, and his famous painting of Guernica, which is, yeah. you know, about the, the war, right? Yeah. And just because something is sad mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not worth, as art, appreciating or or looking at, right? And I think especially when you're looking at this song, no matter how you interpret it, there are things that we all face, right? Like, it's yeah. kind of a story about life. what life is like as a human being. Life isn't always happy, yeah, but it doesn't mean that it's not. I think for me, as we're going through music she missed, it's one hour of listening. Sure. And in this one hour, it's my first introduction to these individuals. You know, like, for an example, Billy Joel. I've heard of him somewhere before because mm-hmm. I don't think he got a zero or one. Um, but for her, this one hour, this first hour of mm-hmm. me ever really introducing mm-hmm. to her, right? I felt like... When I first meet people, mm-hmm. I want to hear more of the positive things about them. And as I continue to get to know them on the second or fourth or seventh hour, right. that's when the negative or the depressing stuff of their life comes, where right. I think for Regina Spector, as I'm continuing to know first hour, I don't feel like this song should have been in the playlist because I'm not supposed to know that stuff yet. So I totally disagree with you because Mm. how disingenuous would it be of me to give you an hour worth of happy songs and you liked all of them and then you listen to an album and there's songs about that drugs and death and then you're like oh now I don't like this person right Mm. and the other thing that I feel that I am tasked to do as your teacher (laughs) in this format (laughs) is to show you the songs that the world fans think are important that when you meet somebody you can talk to them about the things that are the core of who this artist is and if i only gave you the fluffier ones yeah you would not be equipped yeah for a convert a true conversation about her so i think i'm giving you a a whole person yeah instead of a first date person Mm, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I feel you. First yeah. date Lots person. of profiles look good, and then, you know, it takes a while. Yes, it does. So that that is my uh, argument for my decisions. Gotcha. <laughs> you are still allowed to not like the song. <laughs> I, yeah, I still don't like the song. Um, I think okay. it's just my personal um, personality. I'm a very It's not my person. favorite one. Good. I would rather listen to Fidelity, too. Cool. But just to know that it's there is important. All right, so I want to talk about my likes. Yay, me too. My favorite, I mean favorite, great, was Don't Leave Me. Okay, I yes. thought that was the cutest song. Mm-hmm. I wanted to put that on repeat. Mm-hmm. So um, I love my sister, but I have flashbacks from when we were teenagers. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday mornings, we always had our chores to do. And we were allowed to listen to our music specifically as loud as we ever wanted to. I never listen to music. 
Um, but my sister did. Mm-hmm. And I believe she played Backstreet Boys the same beep song the entire time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Repeat, repeat, repeat. To a point where I was like, finish cleaning your room. Stop putting it on repeat. But for her, I could put it on repeat and be a okay. Oh, that's where that story was going. Okay. <laughs> so you're just saying you liked this song enough that you could listen to it over yeah. and over again. Um, you probably don't remember a couple years ago when you asked me to make a mix CD for your daughter's birthday. Yes. And she actually listens to them all and loves them all. This song is on there. Really? So you just weren't paying attention. Of course not. <laughs> it's a perfect song. I, um, for my niece as well, I made her a mix CD and oh, I wow. put that song on there too because it is a happy, lovely, perfect song for a child or <laughs> or you <laughs> well, to listen to endlessly. My little girl, she is seven and she's in that time period where she loves twirly dresses mm-hmm. and she loves listening to your city CDs and twirls with them. Cool. To a point where she gets too dizzy. We're glad you liked that one. What yes. were a couple other songs that you enjoyed? Um, I thought she was very catchy. Like us was catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked Fid- Fidelity, but let's go back to us because you're waving at me. What do you want to say? <laughs> I just wanted to say that the Obamas liked that song also. And when she went to the White House to perform for the really? Obamas, that cool. was one of the songs that she played. She played? You mean she sang? Oh, played on the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> gotcha. I just thought she just brought, <laughs> she her, she brought her boom box and just pushed the play button. Okay, sorry. That would make no sense. Do no, you? it doesn't. Okay. But I don't know why I go there. So, so next you, song. Okay. Fidelity. Fidelity. It's such a cute song. I like how I bop my shoulders, mm-hmm. how I get a little workout in it. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Um, so, for me, Fidelity and the other songs on Begin to Hope, which I believe you also liked, like Better, Samson, On the Radio, mm, yeah, Hotel, yeah, yeah. all those songs. Um I first started listening to that album in 2007, probably right after it came out, like a year after it came out. Hmm. And I had like an old iPod, you know? With the, the, with the click thing. wheel. Click, click, mm-hmm. click, click. And I had that album, that whole album on my iPod. And I went to France for the first time and I would listen to it on the Metro going in and out of 2007. Uh huh. Oh, I remember that year when you went. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You sent me, um, a a picture that says, hi, Rachel, I love you. And you're under the Eiffel Tower. I use it as a bookmark for one of my books. Oh, thanks. Um, so this album to me, every time I, I listen to it always brings me to that place kind Mm. of a a little bit of freedom right like a little bit of exploration a little bit of kind of I mean joie de vivre like like the like the joy of living right like Mm. these um and this these songs for me have a very emotional connection emotional like experiential connection connection they bring me like in my memory to these places to different relationships right and not all necessarily happy connections mm. just things that have been impactful yeah right so that's one of the reasons why I enjoy her music so much yeah I like her too um I think um another you know thing that I really like her about her is the piano mm-hmm. I have just positive emotion 
connections with piano and mm-hmm. um, I think she brings me to that part um, with music which is very weird because most people artists can't ever do that so <laughs> um, okay I like Samson mm-hmm. um, on the radio that was another That's shoulder bopping one. song that was super cute yeah um, hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like the lyrics come into my world mm-hmm. where it's such an inviting song where I think that's the part that confuses me where her lyrics are confusing at times where she's inviting me in those lyrics. When I'm invited, I'm just left in confusion. So, but anyways, I still like the song. I think it's super cute. Um, Talking about whales and dreaming. <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't know what that song's about, but to me it seems a little bit... When you look back at your youth and there's these little moments, these little kind of like vignettes mm. of a story or a life or a certain apartment where you lived, right? Mm. To me, this song kind of gives me that image, right? All these weird things that she's talking about, I'm sure for her, makes sense in the context of the story, right? When she thinks about this relationship or this apartment or this place, right? All of this poetic language that she's using, even though I don't have her experiences, my mind brings up my own set of discrete experiences that are connected to this song. It's very hard for me to explain. But, no, I get um, you. My favorite part of that song is the uh, verse, you peer inside yourself, take the things you like, try to love the things you took, and then you take that love you made and stick it into someone else's heart. Mm. And um, and she talks about how you hope it don't get harmed, but even if it does, you'll just do it all again, right? This concept of falling in, of love. Falling in love, right? Yeah. And I've taken that, and yes, you can apply it to romance, but you can also apply it to friendships or even to your own child, like thinking about like your own blood, right? Yeah. Pumping with someone else's blood. Like to me, those lyrics, regardless of what she was writing them about, speak to me on a very personal, personal level. level. That's so cool. Very cool. <laughs> um, so I mentioned about hotel, but I want to mention about grand hotel. Yeah. I, that's I was in surprised my too. <laughs> like pile. Okay. And I'm like hotel, grand hotel. Mm-hmm. She has some things about hotels. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was amused because the song Grand Hotel is on one of her, if not her most recent album, then one of the more recent albums. Okay. And so I was like, oh, another hotel song. It's just weird. (laughs) And I like that one just as much, though it's a totally different. Yeah, because the lyrics are different and they're very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, demons and ghosts, but it's just... Very interesting. Mm-hmm. She's cool. She's creative. Do you have, uh, like, one more question? Yeah. So, the song, You've Got Time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard that song, but I don't know where. Um, I even asked my husband. Yeah. He couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Have I heard that song before? Have you watched Orange is the New Black on Netflix? Oh. It's the theme song to Orange is the New Black. That's probably it. So, I probably have watched the first episode maybe second or third i preferred the book i stopped watching the show where i just i don't know jail is not a fun place right um why would i want to watch not fun things sure so right yeah 
Um, clearly you want your art to be 100% happy, but she, um, (laughs) so yeah, so she wrote the theme song for that. She's also done other soundtracks for various like movies and shows. Oh, she was asked to write the theme song for that song. Yes, I believe so. Wow. And she has a new one in the works that I, or if it, but from the same creators as Mad Men, there's like a new show called the... I like Mad Men. Oh, what is it? It's like the Romanoffs or the somethings. It's something about like royal people. And Royal. she's writing that one too. So even when she's not recording albums, she does do work with movies and TV and writing hmm. songs and things like that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, if we've covered all the main things you want to talk about. Yeah. I am very interested to know how you're going to rate Regina Spector. Oh, man. I know. It's so hard. Tell me about it. I'd say you've got time, but you don't. It's the end of the show. <laughs> Eight. Wow. That's yeah. really high. It is. Um, Especially with how many songs you did not like. I know. But I really like the bopping of the shoulders. It's super <laughs> fun. And I felt like, oh, six, seven, up. I keep bopping the shoulders. So I kept bopping it up more. And it landed on eight. Wow. Well, I'm excited because you can now enjoy and appreciate one of my favorite musicians with me. Yay! Yay! Well, Rachel, I'm really glad that you enjoyed this week of listening to Regina and that you are interested in finding some of the, I guess, the more happy songs out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to populate your playlist. If you, our audience, would like to follow along with Rachel's journey, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and of course, go on Spotify and follow all the playlists there. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Mute, mute, mute.